You can't hear the music on the Instagram live stream. Welcome to But I can hear it. Jason can hear We're back tonight. Night. Wow, it's Wednesday. We've been off for a whole week. We did three episodes last week and then I was just all done. I'm done. I'm done. That's done. My, my toddler speaking. I'm yeah. done. <laughs> <laughs> They have just the best communication skills. Yeah. They put us all in there. Short and to the point. I'm eh? done. <laughs> But we are back. Yeah. Today, Jason Miller is in the house. Hello. Hey, it's amazing. Thank you so much for being here. It's an absolute honor. I've been waiting for this. I've showed everybody I've ran into today what you do with your artwork. And I am super excited. Well, thank you. I'm excited to be here. I can tell. I can tell. And before we're going to dive into this episode, please give it up to the video sponsors of this show that make this happen, that we can produce this for the community. www.quickrate.ca. That's Young's Insurance Brokers Inc. in Thunder Bay, Ontario. Actually, right upstairs, right there. Tony actually has a meeting right now going on here in the same building because they constantly work for you. And 90 seconds can save you up to $900. And how many prints can you do with $900? $900? I could do a whole lot. Yeah, can you do 900 prints? Uh, maybe not 900, but <laughs> definitely a lot. Yeah, 899. Yeah, <laughs> and maybe a half. <laughs> yes, and half. That's a good one. Automotive, automotive home or home bundle it up to save more. Get that second opinion on your insurance. Young's Insurance Brokers, right at 905 Tungsten Street, 344. Quadruple nine or just email them. I think honestly, email is probably your best way to do it right now or the chat with us is in the browser too. Also this episode of the podcast brought to you by Local Pizza. The very special pizza this month in April is the featured pizza. Please give it up to the one and only Meatball Sup. Pizza! April's feature pizza, the meatball sub pizza. Treat yourself to the deliciousness of meatballs. Sub without actually having a sandwich. Wow, that's gonna be tricky. Have you ever had the cheeseburger pizza? Oh yeah, I've had it many times. That's, that's a mind, um, that's a mind game. Yeah, I love it. You, because, yeah, but can you tell the difference? It's uh, hard, right? Yeah. You, at least for me. You can honestly just say whatever your honest opinion. But for me, when I bite into it, that's my honest opinion. My brain temporarily doesn't know if it's a burger or if it's a pizza. I know they do a good job of uh, getting the burger flavor in there. It's crazy. And they've also got the Big Mac pizza too. Oh, and it's so good. The chicken Big Mac? <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Maybe they'll do it though. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Some people are desperate, but eat local pizza. They have the real deal. Classic pizzas, gourmet pizzas, build your own pizza, sides, dips, and drinks as well. Everything is available now. And don't forget about those frozen pizzas. Also, this episode of the podcast brought to you by White McGillivray Lester, your injury lawyers and agents of good. You can contact them right now for a free consultation. That's for you. Free consultation for personal injury cases like motor vehicle collisions, slip and falls, they offer free consultation. Yes, you can just fill it out right now. 
And please note that we do not do WSIB work. Name, email, phone, type of accident, when it happened, how can we help? Or call with any questions, 344-1000. Stay up to date on that blog where they post all about the recent and development in cases that White McGill Lester is involved in. And then if you are going to have questions regarding insurance disputes, long-term disability, motor vehicle collisions, or slip and falls, you can contact them right now at www.tbayinjurylaw.com slash contact. That's it. Jason, right. this is amazing. I love it. I'm excited. How does your mind work? Because with that print press, you have to like invertedly, you do you, but what is black on you or what is like, show that real mode the latest one that you did there. Uh, let me take over for a second. This one here, because the lines you cut out, mm -hmm. they don't show, right? Or how right. does it work? Yeah, what I cut out shows up as white on the print and everything that's left over is black. Is black. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a mind shift. <laughs> I want to swear, that's a mind <laughs> <laughs> it is because you how do you do that like how do you think the opposite way um it's confusing the first couple times you do it but uh i've sort of started using um like i'll use tracing paper and oh. i'll draw my design on tracing paper and then um because what you carve has to be the mirrored version of what you actually want it to look like mm. um it's nice with tracing paper because you can see right through it so you can draw your design how you want it okay and then you can just turn the page over and it's exactly what you want flipped around mm. so so then i'll do that and um okay because you can see through it yeah. yeah 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 so then you can see the mirrored version of what you drew instead of having to draw a mirrored version okay. of what you want so you in a way but you try it without the tracing paper first or did you always do it with it um the first couple times i'd draw it on paper and then i'd i'd trace it and then i'd like flip that over and trace that and then mm. transfer that to a page and then i realized i'm i'm doing way too many extra steps here like this isn't necessary <laughs> <laughs> i could just draw it once and flip the page over and be yeah. good yeah that's amazing. What does the, that's the lunar, is this a, the, is that the lunar moth? Lunar moths, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What does that mean for you? What is, why is that on there? Um, I think they're beautiful creatures and I've wanted to do a piece with lunar moths for about a year now. Um, last year my girlfriend saw one at work and she was sending me pictures of it and I thought, oh, I forgot lunar moths existed. Yeah, <laughs> and, um, I kind of went on this uh, sort of kick of wanting to draw them a lot and wanting to paint them and stuff. And I had started a painting that I never finished. Mm. And um, that's, that's, I, I see it all the time. That happens to a lot of artists. Yeah, I have so many unfinished pieces that I look at every day and I you think, do? oh, oh no. I should finish that one day. You do, you do, you do a to-do list? No. <laughs> finish this painting, finish that painting. No, the to-do list is all up here. That's good. But it, it's constantly growing. As an artist, you don't want to be under pressure, right? Uh, would depend what kind of pressure, I guess. Yeah, creative like, pressure? Yeah, it's, it's fun to kind of put yourself under pressure and like, like I want to make a new idea. I want to come up with um, like new painting ideas tonight or something like that. But 
it's not fun to work under pressure, like a time constraint kind of pressure because uh, you want okay. things to be done perfectly. Yeah. And being in like a time constraint kind of prevents that from happening sometimes. 100%, especially your work too, because your work, you know, so many details. Yeah. You do that on what material do you use when you cut it out for the press? Um, that's on linoleum. Yes. Linoleum. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like, a, that's a floor tile? Same material, yeah. But you can buy it like from the art store? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So they'll sell just these big flat sheets. They come in all kinds of sizes. Wow. Um, you can even buy giant rolls of it that are like feet long and feet wide and mm. cut off what you need as you go. Yeah. But um, it's really good stuff. Like a lot of people that do this will use wood. And um, like woodcuts are a popular way of printmaking. Okay. That's like, that's the ancient way. Yeah, yeah, it would be like the traditional way mm -hmm. of Japanese printmaking would okay. be like woodblock cuts. Oh, wow. But um, linoleum is like the modern, mm. cheap, easier to cut sort of alternative. Because there's a lot of high pressure, you can't use potatoes. Yeah. Right? We've <laughs> I mean, all been yeah, there. Maybe you could. We've used potatoes to make like stamps. Yeah, you, you probably could. You think so? I don't know if it would... Mashed potatoes? Last. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. If you dry them out for long enough. <laughs> oh, okay. But they crumble up, don't they? Yeah, probably. Mm. Maybe get one print out and, and that's it. Unless it's a chicken Big Mac. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't crack up. They like they look the same way 25 years later. Yeah. That's Have crazy. you seen the videos of people pulling McDonald's burgers out from under their car seats and stuff? Yeah. It's gross. That's scary. But it still tastes good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, there was a post I saw today where, you know, you tell a person, hey, a burger is bad for you. But then you tell a person, chicken is good for you, a salad is good for you, a tomato is good for you, bread is good for you. But the burger is <laughs> everything just together. Yeah. So it's in a way, it's perspective, right? Mm -hmm, it's, definitely. It's interesting. When did you get your press? I got it. And where and how and what happened? <laughs> well, I got it, I guess, probably a month and a half ago, Okay. month or two months ago. And um, I had been looking for one for a long time, mm. but printing presses are very expensive and you can buy them. What does it mean that they're very expensive? For a big, decent one, it's like thousands of dollars. Oh, wow. Um, you can buy cheaper, smaller ones for maybe five, six hundred, mm. but the biggest you could print would maybe be a foot by a foot, okay. something like that. How big can you print now? Um, I think this one is just under three feet long wow. and about a foot and a half wide. Wow. Yeah, so like these uh, these prints are 12 by 18 mm. and I've got like plenty of room to spare on those. Wow. Yeah, but- um, So you're going into the print business now? Uh, maybe, yeah. well, add it to my arsenal of things I do. <laughs> yeah, when people need flyers or something. Yeah, that would be cool. Right. I did, um, I used to work at Rizzo's Cabinets. It's just over there. Yeah. And um, Nick actually got me to make some shirts for the company okay. a couple of years ago. Because when I had gotten into printmaking, um, just to practice printing on shirts, I thought, oh, I'll just do the Rizzo logo and make some work shirts. Yeah. Because if they don't turn out well, it's a work shirt and it's yeah. going to get dirty and beat up anyways. And the vintage uh, look. Yeah. yeah, and he ended up liking them a lot, so he got me to make shirts for like the whole company, That's which was super that. cool. That's super cool. Yeah, do you have that on social media? I don't Maybe on think their account? I posted them anywhere. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Just you know, I want to see everything. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just like how you first started on Instagram, we're gonna dive into your 
Bass Light Beer. Right here. <laughs> My first post ever. <laughs> 2019. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You got creative between Christmas and New Year's. Yeah. Was this a New Year's resolution? You're going to start a comic? Uh, maybe it was at the time. Mm -hmm. I know it was something I wanted to do for a long time. And then I, I finally came home for Christmas there and I was... I don't know, looking for something to do. So I had the idea of the Buzz Light beer for a long time. I thought, oh, I'm just going to do this. I love that. Guy. And I had a bunch of other ideas. So I thought, oh, I'll make a, an account for cartoons. Mm -hmm. And then I only did three and <laughs> dropped it. Yeah, that's but, fine, uh, though. But yeah, it's a fun little uh, surprise for anyone that goes all the way down my account there. Yeah. I love that. It's so original. <laughs> you know, you just were inspired and creative and then you set it out and you did it. And this is on paper, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah it's just, uh, I think, pencil crayon nice. on paper. Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I love that. Yeah. So good. That one was inspired by a tattoo that my girlfriend has with a rocking horse that says rock on. Oh, I thought, oh, that's cool. add a little grandma that really rocks. Yeah. They rock. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Have you seen that commercial from Death Water? Not Death Water. Liquid Death? I don't think so. Yeah, where the grandmas party with the Liquid Death metal guys. No, but that sounds That's, funny. That sounds really good. <laughs> <laughs> you should watch it. But we can't play that here, more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everything's streaming now, so I miss out on all the good commercials. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you get commercials too when you stream, right? Uh, it depends. Yeah. It seems to be the same five over and over and over again. Oh, okay. We've got them all memorized. <laughs> It's true. That's how advertising works. Yeah. And then you're like, you need a hammer and you watch that hammer advertising for a thousand episodes. And then it's in your head <laughs> forever. <laughs> yeah. Do you get like specific ads for printing? Um, no, actually. I don't no. think I've ever gotten like a the, printmaking related yeah. ad. Here's a press for you. It's only $10,000. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised I haven't gotten one of those, actually. When did you get... So you got the press a month and a half ago? Yeah. But and tell me about what happened. How did you find it? So my friend Quinn, um, who I had just hung out with maybe two weeks before, um, we were talking about like printing and art making and all this stuff. And I was talking about how I wanted to press really badly and I've been looking everywhere forever. And um, like two weeks later, he sent me a link to a Facebook Marketplace ad. Where in this, town? Yeah. Wow. And this girl was selling that press and another one that's probably four times bigger than it. Four times bigger? Yeah, it, it was probably like... This whole table? Size? From me to you and then a couple feet. No. And maybe this wide. In one piece? Or you can take it apart? Um... Well, it's, it's similar to mine where it's kind of like a, a frame and a yeah. roller that you could disconnect okay. to move it easier. Yeah, because it's soldered together, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But um, the girl, when I picked up mine, she had mentioned that she was trying to sell these for years because I guess they came with the house when they bought them. And um, so if anyone out there is watching this and needs a giant printing press, mm. there's one for sale on Facebook Marketplace. It's still there? Yeah, Let's as far it. as I know. Let's pull it up. <laughs> Uh, Moid has been looking for it for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, now's your chance, Mohit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Gonna buy it live on air. Yeah. Send a message. Printing press. Uh, oh, is it not there anymore? Sold. 
Yeah, I wonder if she sold it. Probably did. Yeah, hopefully. It's so good. Yeah, hopefully she sold it and didn't just get rid of it. Mm. You can get a metal stamping set for 600 bucks. (laughs) Yikes. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Okay, cool. Yeah. So you were pretty happy then on that day, hey? Oh, absolutely. I was ecstatic. Mm. Was, uh, Did it fit into the Toyota? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty heavy, but uh, it fit pretty well. I had to make some room in my uh, art room though, because mm. it's pretty small and jammed with stuff. Yeah. So you, I had to shuffle some things around. You and put it on the cabinet. Yeah, it's kind of bigger than the surface there, so it hangs over the edge and takes up a lot of space. And so pretty much, it's like a tool that they use for pavement too, right? It has a big roll and it pushes down. Yeah, it's kind of like a steamroller. It is, but you don't need the steam. No, but I always think it would be perfect to get that last little bit of toothpaste out of the tube. Uh Just squeeze it right out. You don't cut them open? (laughs) No, I haven't, but that's an idea. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, even with the ketchup too. Yeah. (laughs) I hate it. It never works. Okay, so when did you set it up the same day? Yeah. And you used it the same day for the first time? Um, well, I had to work that night. So I had picked it up like an hour before I had to go to work. Wow. And then I kind of sat in my room for a few days when I did my uh, shifts. Mm. And then um, when I got on my days off, I cleaned it all up and put a new um, base piece on it that was clean. Because the one that it came with was covered in probably 10 years worth of dust. Oh, wow. You cleaned yeah. it all up? Oh, yeah. 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 And then, uh, yeah, I've been printing a whole bunch ever since. That's amazing. Yeah. It makes it go by way faster. But it's the printing doesn't take as much time as the work to get ready for printing, right? Yeah, it up takes the, way longer to yeah. like set up the whole thing and plan it out and carve it. And What's the name for it? Like the blueprint? Um, I'm not sure. But it's, there must be a word for what you do. The pepper, like the actual piece that you print off, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess blueprint would be a good word for it. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know. I just call it the the block, like the carving block. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that. Straight to the to the punch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Straight to the press. <laughs> <laughs> good. Okay. Wow. Now you can print anything. Yeah. You can print anything way faster too. And you print directly on t-shirts too from the press. Yeah. Okay. So you do. What do they use when they print on uh, fabric? Um, there's a special kind of ink that you can buy. Mm. It's like a block printing fabric ink. Yeah. And they say it's good for um, like cotton and denim and polyester and like all kinds of materials. So I've only tried it on just cotton shirts and that, but apparently you can use it on almost anything. That's crazy. Yeah. So I think it would be cool to print on like a jean jacket or yeah. something like that. Beautiful. And then it's your artwork too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I print so many shirts that turn out not perfect that my whole wardrobe has just become my shirts. And I, I, I got a hundred different versions of the same two shirts. I would do the same thing. I would love to wear just my gear <laughs> all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. That. So um, I'm just going to take this off here. All right. Um, as an artist, right? Lots of people define themselves in a niche 
they do only oil painting. Uh, only one style. Only one thing. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of people do that. Yeah, they do. Yeah, I don't. I'm not judging, and I don't. I don't care. But I, I admire what you do. Well, thank you. Because you, you do more than just one thing. Yeah, I get bored of doing one thing. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how. Like, I don't mean this in any way against artists that do one thing, but like me in my brain, I don't understand how you can do like one thing and not get bored of it. Yeah. Because I'll, I'll do a couple oil paintings in a row and then I'm, I don't know, my mind just goes to printmaking and then I'll spend weeks working on a print and nothing else. And then I get sick of it and then I'll go to like wood carving and I kind of like bounce from thing to thing as my interest peaks and goes down. Why do you think that is? I'm not sure. Uh, never ending curiosity, mm. maybe like I, I'll see something uh, like a reel or something on there of uh, someone doing printmaking, for example, and it'll like spark something where I just can't stop thinking about printmaking. Mm -hmm. And then I get all these ideas because that's all that's on my mind. And then I just run with it for a few weeks. And then that uh, spark kind of fizzles out and I might get an idea for an oil painting. Right. And then I'll think about nothing but oil paintings for a couple of weeks and then the same thing happens and I'll go to something else after. Okay. But yeah. you, you do have a little bit of a, you know, you do all painting traditional. Yeah. Most of what I've done recently has been like oil painting and printmaking. Yeah. That was a little uh, sketch I did at work one night. It's it was beautiful. a slow night, didn't really have much to do. So I drew the mill. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a bit. That's a different style, eh? Yeah, that was. Uh, we just had highlighters on the desk at work, so wow. I just used a few highlighters and a pen. That's amazing. Well, thank you. Mm -hmm. I always admire people. You know, they can draw anything they see, or anything they think of. I can't do that. Yeah, I used to be. Like I used to only be able to draw from pictures and by looking at reference and just mm. like had to be exactly what it was. And only in the past few years, I've kind of tried to stray away from that. And, yeah. Mm -hmm. what, is that practice, do you think? Um, I don't know. I kind of took a hiatus from making art for you did a few years. Yeah. Um, I moved away for school in 2016 okay. and when I moved away, I kind of stopped making art mm. for a few years and didn't really start until I moved back to Thunder Bay here. Okay. And pretty much ever since I started again, my style has been like different from it was before. Um. I used to be like just realism and like, you know, photo replication basically. Mm. But even when I did that, I always admired art that was more artsy looking mm -hmm. but i just couldn't bring myself to do it like it didn't feel complete and i think maybe from taking a break i kind of stopped caring so much about things being so perfect mm -hmm. and um well you developed your own style though right i guess so yeah. as an artist i think ultimately do you develop your own style i think once you spend enough time doing it you do yeah and i think like in the past few years i've made so much more art than i have in the years before that i've kind of started to develop mm -hmm. my own style you do yes. and i think you can tell by looking at the first couple paintings i did when i started painting again uh, versus yeah, the last few that, that i've done you have it ready no not those ones right 
No. Did you post about it on their Instagram? Um, yeah, it was, it's probably up a ways though. Cause I, I was only photography for probably a year or mm. so after starting this account. Yeah. Let's see if I can find it. Otherwise I tell you what I think about your style right now, where I can identify it. It is similar because it's a f like the impression what is it called impressionism impressionism yeah. yeah i think that was the first painting that i shared okay. on this account uh, okay yeah it is still though like it's still impressionism i would say yeah i can't, I can't pronounce it correctly please laugh but i do i do think yeah the that way one, the trees are yeah i was trying with that one to do it as quick as possible like how long uh, I wanted to do it in a day, like start and oh, finish wow. the same day. With um, oil? Yeah, wow. that didn't happen. That's it ambitious. ended up being like started one day and finished the day after. Yeah, yeah. It needs um, to dry, right? Yeah, it takes a long time yeah. to dry. Yeah, unless you put something in there. Yeah, can, there's things you can add. Mm -hmm. Then it dries slower. No, yeah. faster. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. I use uh, like a water-based oil paint. So um, I don't it? know exactly how they make that work, okay. but it dries a lot faster than traditional oil paint yeah. just because it's more like water-based. You like that? Yeah, yeah, I like it a lot. Okay. It, it dries faster and it's less, uh, I don't know, toxic, I think. Mm. Like oil paint has a strong odor to it. Yeah. And the water-based stuff isn't as bad. I think mm. it's like better for you. Okay. But I don't know that for sure. So don't yeah. quote me on that. I will not <laughs> quote you on this, but I, I totally know what you mean though. Because then, then do you have another one, early one, like natural? Um, I think there was an owl that I painted um, around when I was starting to get oh, back into it. this is a painting it. too? Yeah. Oh, I thought that's a photo. <laughs> wow. That one's based off of a photo I took. Okay. I think if you scroll down a little bit, you could probably find the, the picture version of that. Mm. Are you good with that? Um, sorry, Mort, I'm just going to grab in here. Are you good with this, this cube thing? You, you mastered this? Yeah, yeah, I can solve them. Okay. I'm no uh, speed cuber by any means. It takes me like a, a minute, minute and a half or so, but... Look at the yeah. details. Wow. This is the one that was in the art gallery too, right? Yeah, that's one of the two that was there. Yeah. And I actually just sold that one a couple weeks ago. It's amazing. What do you think about your signature? You know, um, you... And, and, and like, let me ask you, and you can tell me off. You know, some people make it like a little bit more hidden. Some people make it even bigger. Mm -hmm. And for you, it works really well. I have no like, in my perspective, perfect. I like it. But like, tell me why you choose to do it this way. Um, I'm not sure, honestly. Okay, I've always just done it like same straightforward font bottom right corner yeah um depending on the picture sometimes there's spots that i can put it in where it's sort of more hidden or kind of incorporated in the picture mm -hmm. but um a lot of them i feel it's i don't know like this one i couldn't think of anywhere else it to works put it so well because it would be more like in the way of the picture if i put it anywhere else. 100 like but, i like it i think it's perfect but there's a as, I think everything has a reason, right? Mm -hmm. Where, you know, you put this there because it works. That's, yeah. That's the reason. Yeah. So I, I try to put them in a, usually like some kind of dark shadowy kind of spot where it'll sort of mm. pop, but not like take your attention away from the actual picture. So good. And recently I've been trying to incorporate them in a way that it feels like it's part of the scene. 
like I'll add kind of a shadow coming off of it as if it's like part of the the scene that it's in or like I know there's a there's a couple where um I've kind of tried to put like a shadow on so it like it's something it's in there. there. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. one's kind of oh, like sliding down the rock. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> this is good. Okay. So does it did change it for you a little bit? A little bit. And yeah. I've been trying to use multiple colors in it too. Mm. Like I used to just do it straightforward, but I kind of like adding little bits of the colors that are in the piece or so adding it's... like highlights and shadows in it. Yes. Is that intuitive? Like this just developed itself? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. Like, mm. I don't know if you went way back to paintings I did like ten years ago or something. It probably is si like same font and everything, mm -hmm. but uh, just like single color kind of. And now I, I try to make it more artsy looking than just a word. I want to make it look like it's part of the painting. Yeah, because you're part of the painting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I like that. And this painting actually um, is going to be a part of the Thunder Bay Art Gallery's upcoming art auction fundraiser in September. So oh. if anybody likes this, you'll have a chance to buy it. It's going to be auctioned off? Yep. That's hard, eh? For you? Is that easy? You let go uh, of your artwork? Like, that's okay? Uh, Some people are really attached, right? You have, yeah, you must I get have, pretty attached. Yeah, like, I would too. Look at that. Yeah, most paintings I don't even post for sale because I paint things that I like and I paint them in a way that I like. Yeah. So I kind of paint them with the intent of just putting it on my wall. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so I don't put a lot of things for sale unless people ask me if I'm selling it or something. Mm. But um, the art gallery asked me about the pieces that I had um, in the exhibition mm -hmm. if I donate either of them. Mm. But uh, one of them sold and the other one's my favorite piece. Yeah. And um, so they said anything else would be cool too. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to make a custom frame for this one. Oh, you make the frame and yourself too? Of course yeah, you I make all my frames. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> Amazing. Because you worked at the the cabinet center there, Rizzo. Yeah, yeah. and I, you, I like woodworking. Yeah. I don't do it that much, but I like it. And it's fun, fun little thing to do. Yeah, there's the frame for the the blue one with the the the. You, can you zoom in on it? There, no, not the other one. There, you built that frame there. Yeah, and you can actually see that was the first frame I ever made. And you can see on the top of it, it's starting to come apart because I didn't do that good of a job. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's okay. But, I think it's really good. I wouldn't yeah. have noticed if you would have said anything. <laughs> That's how it is, though. You get better every time you do it. Mm -hmm, exactly. So I'm excited to make this next one. I think these two are the only two that I've made so far. So the next one, I have a cool plan for it. And it, oh, okay. hopefully it turns out really well. And you paint on, what are you painting on? Um, that it's, That's on canvas. Yeah, um, but the, the... The frog one was on a wood panel. Yeah, do you like that? I do. I actually prefer the wood a lot more because it doesn't have that texture that the canvas has. Yes. So you can do like lighter, smaller strokes and they show up better, whereas the canvas might make it look bumpy or uneven. Right. And you you paint it in white first, right? You, uh, you yeah. prepare the wood. Yeah, 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 and prime it and sand it and everything. Okay. Do you Are you one of those people? <laughs> <laughs> that goes outside with the easel and then in the random location and paints a scene like this? I would love to, yeah. but I haven't yet. Okay. Um, this one I, I kind of painted out and about. Like mm -hmm. I brought my easel and this canvas Beautiful. to my friend Quinn's house. Yeah. And um, that was actually when I was telling him about wanting a printing press and okay. and that. And we set up our easels and kind of painted together. And I started that one. There, there's a word for that, right? When people do that, 
And I, I admire this. People who go out in the nature and they paint what they see. Mm -hmm. I'd love to try it. It's mm -hmm. called plain air painting. Ah, there you go. It's like a, a French term. Okay. But um, yeah, I'd love to go out and paint out in the wilderness and try to start and finish a piece like that day on site. I yeah. think would be really cool. So cool. Yeah. You have the little like in your backpack. Mm -hmm. Do you like painting on smaller size canvases? than bigger ones How's yeah that definitely why is that um when i do a painting i like no matter how big or small it is or no matter what part of the painting it is i kind of like pack every square inch with like as much color and brush strokes and texture as i can mm -hmm. um so the bigger the painting is i'm still gonna do it like the same amount mm. um so it would take a really long time mm -hmm. um whereas the smaller ones it's easier to kind of just like fill the space quickly and um start and finish a piece because i have a bad habit of not finishing pieces okay. so if it's smaller it is quicker and uh there's a better chance mm. that i'll actually finish it okay but i want to paint bigger um, like every painting I've done in the past few years has been nine by 12 or smaller. Mm -hmm. So like, I think about this big is yeah, probably like the biggest size. piece I've yeah. done, Okay, but, um, I'd like to go bigger. Yeah. I just have to get myself to like loosen up my brush strokes more and mm -hmm. think like bigger picture rather than yeah. like looking right at the canvas and thinking like yeah. close up. Yeah. You could do it either way. Mm -hmm. You could do your style in uh, on the bigger one. Yeah. I oh, just have to get a bigger brush and yeah. 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 They say once you go big, you don't go back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Do you get afraid of that? Like, do you do you have fear in your life? Um. Where you know you think about those things and then you don't do it. Yeah, I think every artist has like fear in their life as far as art goes because everyone has these ideas and has these sort of grand experimental ideas but then there's the the fear of wasting all your time on something and having it not turn out well mm -hmm. i think that's where most of it comes from um but i have a bunch of like big canvases in my art room right now that have been sitting there for months and i always look at them and think like oh gotta just start one mm. but i'm i don't know afraid of wasting a big canvas or Afraid okay. of wasting my time, I'm not sure. Yeah. And what does what does art define for you? Like what do you feel brings you success in art? Um I think bringing my mental picture to life probably because yeah. usually when I start a um painting, I'll kind of have a vision in my mind of like how I want it to be and how I want the colors to be okay. and how I want it to look like as a whole. Mm -hmm. And as I paint, that usually changes drastically from what the original vision is. It does. But um, I don't know. There's a point where it just looks right. And then, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm happy with it. Okay. And so I'll, I'll paint and I'll be like, eh, it looks good. Like, is this good enough to call it done? Mm -hmm. But I just can't. And so I'll, I'll add more and more to it. Okay. And I'll think, like, eh, maybe I could call that done. Mm -hmm. But I just can't. And so I just keep on adding things until it hits a point where I'm like, there it is. That's okay. right. Oh, so you get there. Yeah, yeah. It's slowly, slowly. And mm -hmm. yeah, just add more and more color and layers and things until certain parts look right. And then I'll move to the next part. And yeah, I respect that. Jeff Mooley wants to know, dude, 
Where can I? Where can people buy your amazing art? Oh well, thank you, Jeff, for the kind words. Um, right now, the only way really to buy my art is to message me directly. Um, you could send me a message on Instagram or Facebook, and um, yeah, that's about it for now. I'm working on a website, so hopefully in the coming months that'll be available, and you'd just be able to shop online from anywhere and buy anything. But um, for the time being, it's just uh, direct messaging. You want to make prints out of your artwork too? Yep, I have um, I have prints. Actually, I just remembered I was going to bring you one and I forgot. Oh. But um, <laughs> I have prints of, I think, three <laughs> paintings that I have uh, like 15 or so of each, as well as my uh, Lionel Cut prints. That's karma for me. Maud had birthday last week. <laughs> And I told him I have a birthday present for him. Yeah. And I forgot again. Oh, today. no. <laughs> it's like I forgot three times. So, oh, man. So this is karma for me. It's all good. I, I totally understand. Well, next time I see you, I'll make sure to bring one. <laughs> yeah. Same mode for you. <laughs> I forgot again today. I apologize. The current style that you have posted on Instagram lately, we I see always the shape of the roundness or the light reflected it's very important in your work it seems at the moment even in the prints mm -hmm. and then you have the um otherwise in that the i look up van gogh right we all know him that's the guy who had a really bad life, right? Yeah, and very, he, very interesting, uh, tortured soul. Yeah, he killed himself too, didn't he? Or he got yep, killed? Yeah, he shot himself. Yeah. So that, like, the style comes to my mind, but you have an own spin on it, which I really like because you, you're you developing your own style, and I can see that. Mm -hmm. I definitely took a lot of uh, influence from studying Van Gogh paintings and looking at how he uses color and brush strokes. And a big thing that he does is uses his brush strokes directionally. Um, so like the direction of his strokes kind of goes with whatever he's painting. Mm. Um, and so I've kind of adopted that into my own work and i think it it adds a cool effect especially when you have a lot of uh layers of color and like the the trees in the bottom part kind of go like up whereas the water is sideways and yeah so i, I try to kind of push like shape and form with the direction of my brush strokes it's beautiful well thank you yeah i like it very very nice how did you end up in the art gallery they approached you um, they had a juried exhibition, okay. so it was, um, you could sort of submit, I think it was a limit of three pieces of like any, anything really like painting, drawing, sculpture, whatever. Mm. And they had, um, two jurors that were, um, like to pick however many pieces for the show. Yeah. Who was and, it? um, you know them? uh, Anong Beam and Mariah Upfield, okay. I believe, I know. um, both from out of town. Okay. But um, very good artists. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so I think they said that they had over 200 pieces submitted. And I think they ended up settling on That's amazing. 72, wow. I believe. And yeah, so I was very fortunate to have two pieces accepted mm -hmm. into the uh, exhibition. What does that comment mean? This one here, Kawabunga. <laughs> what does that mean? 
Uh, it's like, I don't know, surfer lingo, cowabunga dude. <laughs> Yay. Okay, so it's amazing, awesome. Yeah. Man. You yeah. surf? Uh, I have surfed once before. In Vancouver? Uh, in Hawaii. In Hawaii. Oh, when yeah, I was a kid. Right on. Wow. <laughs> yeah, me and my sister did a surf lesson one day. It was super cool, nice. super fun. Yeah. You drove down there with your van? Yeah, yeah, I just drove across the bridge and <laughs> it took a long time. <laughs> yeah, put it into the fifth gear and just yeah. pedaled just flew. <laughs> it took off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the van, we found it earlier. We talked about a pre-show. What a beauty. How did you get the van? Um, I looked for years and years and years and it was like a... A life goal of mine to get an old 70s camper van it is and um eventually i had enough money saved up mm -hmm. and was always checking kijiji and eventually i found this one um it was a couple in hamilton oh, wow. that was selling it yeah. and i was living in st catharines at the time okay. so it wasn't far nice and i went and checked it out and fell in love with it and they told me oh, hang on. somebody's coming this weekend to pick it up but if you Amazing. can buy it before then it's yours okay so I said, I'll come back tomorrow with the money. So that's a 1978 Chevy G20? It's a, yeah, 78 G20. The Curtis Campervan, a.k.a. Dirty Curdy. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there was, a, I guess, a company called Curtis Campers or something back yeah, yeah, yeah. in the 70s. They that changed would, the roof, right? Yeah, they yeah, they'd add the roof on and yeah. put the, the kitchenette and all that kind of stuff in. And nice. so it's got badges on the side that say Curtis on it. Nice. So I always... Named it Curtis from the get-go, and then Dirty Curdy was just uh, a little more fun. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. Yeah, so I'm hoping to get it back on the road soon. Okay. It's uh, sitting in my parents' backyard right now. Oh, okay. You want to use it this summer? Um, I don't know about this summer. I don't have anywhere to park it at my place. I've got another old car that's sitting in my driveway, With and the then... Por Porsche? Uh, no. <laughs> a little nicer. Oh, nice. No. <laughs> okay. A Volvo. Yeah, it's an AMC Gremlin. Oh, look that up. I don't know. I'm not familiar. AMC okay. Gremlin. Yeah, 76 AMC Gremlin. So this one, I'm I'm hoping to fix it up a little bit this summer and get oh, it back on the road. that's that one. Yeah. That's from Dumb and Dumbo, right? Uh, no? I'm not sure. I can't remember. Did they drive that one? Jeff would know. <laughs> yeah jeff uh did they drive that in dumb and dumber <laughs> yeah look it up like what did they drive in dumb and dumber didn't they have a like a dog car it looked know. like a dog yeah, a dog no. one yeah really no they had a car too though yeah that thing <laughs> no they had where is the, the other one then i'm mixing up my movies <laughs> i could do my van like that back to the future no mm, no not back to the future I thought they had a two. Which movie was it then? I well, no, I'm lost. It's yeah. okay. Not <laughs> they show important. up a lot in TV and movies, just randomly here and there. A hatchback. Wow. So you work on cars too? Um, not very much. I I was really into cars like um a couple of years ago, and I was actually going to go to college for a car restoration program. Okay. Yeah. And um, so when COVID happened, um. I moved here for the summer as like a halfway kind of point and yeah. then was going to go to the college in Alberta oh, later wow. that year. Okay. And like two weeks after I moved here, the school called and said, hey, sorry, program got canceled because of COVID. Right. 
So I'd already moved halfway across the country and wow. then just thought, oh, I'll stay in Thunder Bay. And I yeah. love it here. You like Thunder Bay? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And um, What do you like about it? I love the nature okay. and the isolation. Yeah. I know some people don't like the isolated aspect, mm. but um, having grown up here, I didn't really appreciate it much. Yeah. And then moving away, you kind of, I don't know, it's weird living in a city that just becomes another city and becomes another city. Yeah. Whereas here, you know, you drive out of town and it's just the bush. It's true. And it's nice, like coming back here and having that sort of wilderness just surrounding us. And it's, it's inspiring for photography and artwork, especially yeah. because like, there's just, I don't know, so much beautiful scenery and mm -hmm. lots of animals. And... So nature is inspiration for you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Um, I'm not sure. Mm. It's a good question. But uh, you connect I think, with it though. Yeah, it must be your language. You this tells you something. Yeah, like I, I enjoy being out there, and I don't know. It connects to my creativity, I guess. Like yeah. whenever I'm out on a hike or out doing things, I get so many ideas for like painting ideas and mm -hmm. photography ideas and things like that. And more so than anything else, I'd say like nature inspires my creative side like a lot. Yeah, because you're connected with it. I guess so, yeah. And like I'll see I'll see things like an animal or a scene and I'll think of how to make it look like perfect. Yeah. And then that sparks an idea for a painting. Or I'll mm. I'll spend one day and I'll see like a lot of frogs out and I'll think like what's the coolest picture I could take of a frog? Yeah. And it'd be like something that would be kind of impossible to actually take with my camera. Right. So then I'll go and paint it instead. Uh, okay. So that's kind of where a lot of my ideas so it's come like from. like a reference then even. Yeah. 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 And the a photos. lot of my photography has worked out really well for being references for my paintings. That's good. Yeah. You said now uh, nature and you want to capture it perfectly, but nature is perfect, isn't it? It is and it isn't like it's, it's imperfect and then it's like wild and mm -hmm. oh. you know like i don't know it's, <laughs> it's yeah. imperfect but it is perfect okay like it, you see imperfection in nature um like sometimes i guess like For there's sure. like in taking pictures mostly like photography and stuff like yeah. I'll, i'll take a picture and i'll think this would be perfect if that tree wasn't there yeah no i respect or if, that if this rock was moved two feet over this way it mm -hmm. would be perfect okay and but with painting You can do I can it. just move that rock yeah. over. I could take that tree out. Mm -hmm. So I do a lot of photography like for fun and like a hobby more so, but it leads to a lot of ideas for my paintings. Yeah. So they kind of go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. And I think that's been, uh, the photography has been a big factor in getting me back into art. As I was saying, I kind of stopped for a few years there. Yeah. What did you study? If you don't mind asking. Um, I went to school for game design. Oh. Because I, I had thought it would be a good way to apply art to like a job mm. that, you know, yeah, exists. Yeah, you like the 3D drawing? Um, I actually didn't like it that much, <laughs> yes. which is why I dropped out. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that so many times. Yeah. 3D drawing is hard. And it's mm. like, it's also not fun. Yeah, it's totally different. People, for a lot of people. Yeah, and yeah. I learned a lot about what I like about art by doing that and realizing what I don't like mm -hmm. about digital art. Yeah. And I kind of realized that like the having a physical piece means a lot more to me yes and um like spending that time on something that is like a real original piece mm -hmm. um 
means a lot more to me than having like a piece digitally. It's beautiful. And it didn't feel as fulfilling to make a digital piece as it would be to have a painting and like have it on my wall right? and hold it and see it and show people it. Yeah. yeah. So you're not into NFTs? Uh, I don't know. I'm, but I suppose you could make I'm one too, right? Them. I could. Yeah. 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 Like you, I, I think they're cool. I think they have potential. You looked into it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But I wouldn't make them myself. It's a lot of work and, and that, and I don't do much digital stuff anyways. It's hard to get started on that. Mm -hmm, definitely. Seems, yeah. I feel like you'd need a whole team of people, like mm -hmm. developers and coders and artists and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Would you send your DNA to space? Uh, where in space? Just out in the wild. Supposedly there's um, a scientist that is related to some mission where they are sending it was on tbay newswatch and he is sending dna of his daughter into space and he's actually from thunder bay and oh cool yeah so i was just like wanted to know jason yeah would you send your dna out to space i would yeah 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 okay. i wouldn't Why? have any reason not to but it would be cool to say i did okay so yeah okay and maybe good. it would uh hit the moon and spawn some life and then there'd be yeah. tons of little Artists. jason aliens running around <laughs> Yes, they. Then you're gonna be taller even than you are now because there's zero gravity. Almost, yeah, I'd probably grow like twice as tall. Yeah, <laughs> you would, and your hair would be double as long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, super amazing. Where? I mean, let's go back to Instagram here for a second. There we go. That's the camper, and then I want to talk about. When did you make that switch from taking photos to go back into art and why? Um, it happened slowly. Like, um, there's kind of a few paintings here and there. Like, if mm. you go down, um, where I'd kind of just do one and then take a bunch of pictures and do another one when I had time. And I think slowly over time, art's kind of just taken my attention away more so. Yeah. Where if I have free time i would rather stay up late at night working on a painting yeah. than go to bed early and wake up early the next morning to go on a hike yeah and um like art was my original passion and has been for my whole life and i think it's just slowly kind of taken back over again but i do miss getting out and taking pictures like i i do intend to do a lot more photography this summer what do you express with your paintings um i guess I express my view of uh, how beautiful the area is mm -hmm. and animals and stuff. So, like, when I paint an animal, I want to make it look, like, beautiful. Yeah. Not just what it is, but I want it to, like, really emphasize, like, I don't know, the essence of the animal or something. Right. And, um, yeah, I guess like with my landscape pieces, I just like to paint local areas that I really like. Yeah. And um, yeah. So life is beautiful. <laughs> it is. Yeah. And I think the area around here is beautiful. So I like painting the area and the animals and everything we have around here mm -hmm. to sort of showcase the beauty of what we have to people in town and people out of town. Like I think it would be really cool if somebody saw my paintings and thought, Oh, Thunder Bay is beautiful. I mm -hmm. should go there. Yes. Like that would be like a, a goal sort of if somebody like wanted to come to Thunder Bay because of the way that I mm -hmm. depict it. Yeah. 
And we need that too. Mm -hmm. I think more people should come up here. It's kind of, it's, it's a beautiful spot. Yeah. We have a lot of issues, but there's also a lot of good stuff. Yeah. yeah. And, and every one of my friends and every one of my girlfriend's family that's come up to visit since we moved like back here, mm -hmm. they love it. But in the news, it's always the murder capital of Canada. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's, it's a weird divide. Like mm -hmm. the, I don't know, it's so beautiful and there's so much good in this city, but there's also like the total opposite end of the spectrum is like really bad. Yeah. Google Thunder Bay, Ontario. See what's first. Yeah. Up. What's the first thing that comes up? Yeah. City of Thunder Bay, okay, and then scroll down a little bit, Wikipedia, okay, things to do, scroll down a little bit, popular on Twitter, warmer weather, and the PP, okay, yeah, not so bad. Yeah, nothing too uh, off-putting. Not so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder you, what the top 10 things to do in Thunder Bay are. Oh, yes, yeah. Go to, to, to the farmer's market. <laughs> Is that a video? Oh, it's a video. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Get your hands on what? Explore the past in the museum. I've been to the museum. They have a dinosaur in there. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I used to go there when I was a kid on uh, mm -hmm. PA days. Yeah. They have a thing for kids to go, and me and my sister would go like every single time. And I remember the dinosaur. <laughs> Did you go to Kingfisher too? No, I went to Westmount. To the, um, oh, they don't go there when mm. they go? Oh, Kingfisher Lake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every kid goes to Kingfisher Lane. Yeah, yeah, yeah in grade yeah. six, you do like yeah. a two nights there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was thinking Kingsway okay. for some reason. But yeah, King <laughs> Kingfisher. No, I went there. It was yeah. really cool. Yeah, like everybody has a good memory of that. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a, an important thing for kids in town. Like when you get to that point in grade the, six or whatever yeah. and like you're looking forward to it all year long when did you start uh painting um sketching and stuff I'd like say always like, in school were you an artsy person oh yeah yeah like as long ago as i can remember i've okay. been like a artsy person and when i was a little kid like my mom used to draw and paint with me all the time okay and um uh, so she influenced you yeah, yeah yeah definitely and she's a very talented artist herself okay um is she on instagram no, she ha she has an account, but she doesn't post any okay, like, artwork fine. or anything. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, I've been painting like as long as I can remember, and I'd say I've been fairly serious about wanting to be an artist yeah. since probably fourth grade or so. Okay. I started reading books about like old masters and was like really started to kind of take it seriously as like something I wanted to do with my life. Yeah, mm -hmm. being an artist is full time is hard. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, like I, it's crazy. Yeah, I think I know, it's it one of the stressful. toughest things. Yeah, like you'd have to know that you're going to be selling paintings, and yeah, it's I, hard. Yeah, I think that there's so many people who want to be, and you know, they work so hard and they do everything they can, but I think many dreams are broken by reality that it's actually not as easy as social media tells you to. It yeah. is. Yeah, Instagram can be deceiving because on Instagram it seems like everybody, everybody's yeah, a full-time artist and everybody's got 50,000 followers <laughs> yes. and all this stuff, you know. And, yeah, everybody. But realistically, it's like probably the top half percent of artists out there are actually like mm -hmm. making a living off of it. But um, it's been nice lately. Like I got a new job where I work for on, for off. Okay. So I kind of like work half the time and then work on art half the time. Yeah. So it feels like art is like half of a full-time job. That's good. Sort of. It's getting there. 
yeah, it's slowly getting there. Yeah. But uh, I couldn't imagine doing it like. Mm. But you want to? Would you want to? I would want to. Yeah. yeah. If, if it could pay the bills and mm-hmm. you know get me through life, then absolutely. Yeah. But uh, that's a long ways away. <laughs> Who inspires you? Um, like in an art sense or just in general? In general. Uh, hmm. It's probably like, you know, because I think it's related. It would be related for you. Yeah. Because life is beautiful. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. Mm. Really. Okay. I haven't really thought about that much. Have you read a book recently? Uh, yeah, I've read, um, I actually read a couple books like in the past year, mostly about art and color theory and design and stuff like that so right now i'm on this book called the art of design by Um, bruno maneri looked it up and it's um he's like a a renowned designer from Mm. like i don't know mid 1900s i guess okay and um he's very smart and has a cool outlook on on design and how to make things like visually pleasing as well as being functional what's his name again bruno maneri I think it's called Art of Design. Design as Art. That's it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm reading that one right now. It's interesting. It's cool. Okay. I've got a couple about uh, art business and stuff like that Mm. that are sort of in the queue to read next. Sort of about how to sell your art and how to make more money off of it and how to brand yourself and make a good website and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Monet? Yeah. Monet, I really like too. Yeah, I love Monet. It's got some really beautiful pieces. Yeah. When I was in high school back in Germany, there was an exhibition. And I think, you know, this. I don't know who he, if it was Monet, but there's this one painting with this old guy in front of a cliff in Europe somewhere. Is it The Wanderer? I don't know what it is called, but it's so good. Type that in, more. Yeah, I wonder if you could find it. And maybe it's a different artist, too. Above the sea. Yeah, yeah, yeah there you go. Wait, who painted this? That's the one? Yeah, yeah. So somebody else oh, did it. Oh, cool. Yeah. Old paintings, you know how big they painted? Like the the, the 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 whole room would be one painting. I know it's crazy. It's unbelievable. Paint like a whole ceiling of like the Sistine Chapel. Yeah, even that it's too. Insane. Yeah, that's amazing. I know. I couldn't imagine taking on something that big. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And they do it so fast too. Uh, like it's it's nuts. No, that was a, like a lifetime project. For like, oh, I, I think Michelangelo painted. I can't remember how long it was that it took him to paint the the ceiling of that, but it was unbelievably quick okay like a couple years or something like that that's crazy which to look at it and think about that it's insane sistine chapel that's the one yeah you painted between 1508 and 1512 yeah four years it's a cornerstone book of high renaissance art four years that's insane yeah how many that's like wow yeah that's insane yeah, I'd probably spend four years just painting one of those people. Upside down. Yeah. In the air. You know, like, how did he even get up there? <laughs> <laughs> Wings. <laughs> now, what did they, well, he drove the same van as you did. Yeah, <laughs> just put it in fifth gear. And <laughs> uh, have you been? No, I haven't. Okay. I would love to go. Mm. Where would you go if you could go anywhere for to look at art? 
Um, I mean, the Louvre is like the probably number one art gallery that I would love to go to. Interesting. Um, I know there's a an art gallery. I think it's in Amsterdam mm-hmm. that's dedicated to MC Escher, mm-hmm. and I would really love to go there and see that because he's been one of my favorite artists forever. Okay. Um, yeah, you print the one print you did. It's very similar to this. Yeah, I was very inspired by Escher. Yeah, yeah he's an amazing What is it for you? What do you take away from that? Uh, from his work? Yeah, like the perspective on life? I think the way that he uses math in art yes. is really interesting. Because math is a language too, right? Mm-hmm. And he uses it visually in a really interesting way of using like things that shouldn't be possible, but they... Yeah connect in a way that makes them possible. So it kind of confuses your brain a lot of time and you have to spend more time just like looking at it to understand what's going on. And then the more you look at it, the more you appreciate it and are interested in it. Like I could look at his pieces forever. I know, they're endless. I have a print of that one actually right in front of my desk that I do most of my artwork at. Okay, life and work. Mm Mm-hmm. The did you know math is the only language that always tells the truth? Yeah, it makes sense. Because one plus one is always going to be two. Yeah, yeah, it's not not debatable or anything. Yeah, it's always truth in math. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what connects with you because it's the truth. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'm just throwing this out but, there. <laughs> yeah, I think it's cool how like math and art usually. Don't translates match. to a lot of mm. like interesting patterns and things like that. Yeah, but you would think something creative doesn't match math. Yeah, you yeah, because creativity is so kind of loose and free, and math is like this is what it is, and there's no debate about it. Yeah. Visually pleasing way. Hundred percent. I try to use that in a lot of my uh, lino cut prints. I try to sort of base them off like uh, I don't know. They're all kind of Escher inspired. I try mm. to use like math and sort of like yeah. Things like that as Angles, much as I can. Yeah. Degrees. Yeah. Have yeah. things like space perfectly apart mm-hmm. and sort of like, yeah. Synchrome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Jason, we are a little bit over the hour. Absolutely mm-hmm. love what you're doing. I'm very excited to see and follow you on your journey. You're an inspiration. You know, I love what you do. And I can't see, I can't wait to see more of your content and your art and follow along whatever and wherever you go well thank you so much that, so, that hour went by quick <laughs> it's an honor yeah it was an honor to be here yes it's so good i love it and you know when is the auction for that one piece uh it'll be at the end of september okay yeah so follow jason on, on social media we're gonna put all the links in the description below and everybody have a wonderful night and jason thank you so much for being here tonight yeah and thank you for having me and thank you everyone for tuning in it's an honor everybody bye mode i will i will bring you your birthday present next week <laughs> <laughs> welcome to bye bye